All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the, the Wall Podcast with Sam and Allie. Uh, and today we have Anaya Moore with us, and she is one of our classmates in the Wallfellows program, um, also a junior here at Coastal. And she's going to tell us a little bit about herself, and we're, we have some fun things to talk about, some conspiracy theories, some Greek life, some just life stuff in general. So if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself a yeah. little bit, Anaya. Hi, everyone. Um, like Ali said, I'm Anaya Moore. I'm so happy that y'all had me on the show. Um I am, like she said, a wall fellow. I am a part of Greek Life, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I am the president of NAACP here at Coastal Carolina University. And I'm involved in a lot of other stuff as well. Um, but those are my two major things that I spend my time on. Awesome. Um, so my first question, I'm not in Greek Life, mm-hmm. but I have a, not fascination, it interests me how you balance that with all the social commitment and the friends and with wall fellows and mm-hmm. academics. And the biggest thing is, you know, like not letting yourself get lost in that, I guess, and your interests get lost in that. So how do you balance that? And what made you choose Greek life? So that is a great question. I'm still learning to balance a little bit, but I will say that um, I have to be intentional. So I have like my planner, I plan everything out. But I make sure I spend time with myself. So I have like these little sticks that have like self-care. I pick a stick every week. But with the balance, like everything that I'm in like coincides. And it's everything that I love um, with social justice, um, sisterhood, uplifting women, all of those things. So it's easy for me to do them and balance it because I love it so much. And I think that's a major thing if you're trying to do something. If you love it, it doesn't really become a job. It's easier for you to balance. It doesn't feel like a chore. So I do that. But like I said, I have to be intentional about having meetings and class times and all these different things. I have to like carve out time for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, with Greek life, I was actually that person that wasn't worried about Greek life when I first came to Coastal. Yeah. But what made me fall in love with it is just like the rich history and also the sisterhood that comes with Greek life. Um, so with anything, you're going to have to put work in. But I just love my founders and how they started off something um, a generation removed from slavery to make life better for other people mm-hmm. so it's just it's great yes and how you start something is a definite that's something that I know we put a lot of focus on as leaders or trying to you know be the best kind of leader mm-hmm. and actually one of my classes focuses on metamorphosis mm-hmm. and it's about um, world literature with a focus on beginnings and endings and it's interesting to see how you know, when we start things in college, how they end or don't end mm-hmm. when college ends. So these things that you're doing now, you know, carry through. The things that we're all doing right now carry through. And if they follow our interests, then we're going to have those friends for life, which is so cool to think about. Yeah, and I have a funny story, actually, about, like, the beginning and how you end. Yeah. Um People don't know this, but when I was in second grade, I grew up in Colorado. I'm a military child, so Colorado, I was there for most of my life. Mm-hmm. But I was in second grade, and um, it was Martin Luther King Day, actually. So our teacher was like, all right, y'all, learn a line from the I Have a Dream speech. And um, I was like, bump that. Bump that one line. I'm going to do the whole entire speech and memorize it to the class. And that was my beginning of, like, loving social justice um, and just wanting to be, like, a leader on campus. And it has met him, like, it's morphed into all of these things that I'm involved in. It's all kind of, like, I started, like, like, that's a small thing, but it really has made a difference in what I love to do, so. Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, I don't mean to throw you a challenging question right off the bat, but... 
Um, so we, we've talked many times about current events, what's going on, social justice, and um, you have a good radar for what, what's crap and what's not. Mm-hmm. So how do you take away um, – because there, there is a lot of stuff where, where stuff comes up and you have to really look into it. And you have to really understand what the full story is um, before you make a good judgment. So being a part of social justice – but also not being so quick to judge the whole entire story. Mm-hmm. How, what what steps do you take, and maybe even examples that you have of you doing that? Yeah, that's a that's a tough question. So with anything, I always try to read the story and look at it from different angles first. Yeah, and I don't try to make my determinations on what I can automatically think off the top of my head. So I read all sorts of. Um, sources or think about it from different angles and then you have to think about reasons why it could be a lie or reasons why it could be the truth and then just kind of sift through that and I also think that compassion comes into play as well when you're thinking about it so you can't be so quick to throw a stone at someone or make a determination about a situation without getting all the facts and then putting yourself in that person's shoes um, to figure that out so I don't know I can't think of I actually can think of a time. So um, recently there was a case with Rodney Reed. I don't know if you're familiar. Well, I, I am, but maybe talk, talk yeah. about it so, so anybody um, listening. The case with Rodney Reed, he was being tried for um, sexually assaulting yeah. a woman. And so um, everyone made it seem like they were putting like an innocent black man in jail um, off of no facts whatsoever, but I kind of dug deeper into the story. So everyone was trying to sign a petition to get him out of jail, all these different things. And if you look deeper, he actually has had a history of sexual assaults and being abusive to women in a relationship, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. So people were so quick to, because it's people kind of pin the white against black. They made it sort of, this is a black man. It's injustice. You're putting him in jail for no reason. Just running with that narrative instead of like looking deeper into it on the individual level. Like every story is not the same. You can't just take something and run with it. Yeah. So yeah. recently, well, that's what I had to look yeah, into. The framing of things. Yeah, yeah, but it almost takes away the um, it almost takes away the power, right? Of what, of what that truly means. So like, say there's something that actually is racist, but if you call something that isn't racist or isn't sexist those two terms it's taking away the power of that word when it's when it's correct to use it right mm-hmm, right because if you run to those if you run to oh that's sexist if you run to oh that's racist or this is unfair or there's inequality if you run to that first before looking into anything it almost takes away the power of that statement when when the time comes to use it. Yeah, and I think that's a major issue that we have today, especially with social media, is that people don't kind of look into things for themselves, get the yeah. definitions, figure it out. It's easy to run with the narrative that you see and you think in your head based off of your biases, like, this is right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a major issue with actually having these words and, you know, making sure we're doing the right things. is like knowing what they mean for ourselves, not just like taking something and running with it, so... Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And we talk about that a lot in my journalism course. I'm in a senior seminar um, this semester um, with one of my favorite professors. And we were talking about media in general and the way that media is changing news and the way that news is marketed um, and exposure. And one of the biggest things is fact checking, fact checking your 
sources yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, we it's so much easier just to say that that's true or think that that's true on something we see scrolling through a feed or even on the news. Yeah. But it's a lot, you know, it's a lot more time consuming to actually say, oh, I'm going to actually go look into this like you did with that case. Mm-hmm. And knowing that just because it's publicized doesn't mean it's true. Exactly. And a lot of times we're guinea pigs to that, you know, whether it's because of our age or gender or our social economic status, we're victim to just, oh, they'll believe it mm-hmm. just because it's publicized on a large platform. Yeah. But it's not true. And I think that's a big thing with news today is, like, they know that most of us are going to follow that. Mm-hmm. So they're able to, like, feed us stories, whether we know it or not, of different truths that they've come up with, yeah. um, which is why I love, like, conspiracy theories so much is because... Like, people are outliers when they come up with these conspiracy theories or have their theories. But it's a great way to understand that they're, whether it's true or not, they're thinking outside the box on what they've been fed. So that's why I like looking at conspiracy theories. Yeah, absolutely. And then in, even looking at that example, if you, if you read, um, no matter what side of the fence you are, if you read Fox and you read CNN mm-hmm. and say that's the only thing you read, then, like you said, it's going to be skewed. But you can read the same exact story on Fox and CNN and you have no idea that they're the same story. Mm. So I personally, I look to other outlets and I look to more factual outlets and I say, okay, let me formulate my own opinion. Yeah. But if you look at something that's notoriously liberal, notoriously conservative, then obviously they're going to leave some things out or they're going to add some fluff to, to make a story seem you know, not unnatural, right? Yeah, yeah. And we have responsibility to a lot of people, you know, if you're holding a smartphone, I mean, you have response, you're born with responsibility. But if you're holding a smartphone, watching a TV or talking to someone, you're, that is amplified, your responsibility, because everything that you're consuming, you have to do something with. I mean, that's why uh, the books you read, the classes you're in, like, you're filling yourself with that. And so if we're filling ourselves with news, that's not necessarily factual or that's making us think something that isn't actually true or even not, you know, causing the conversations that we should be having about social justice, then it's doing the opposite effect. And I think um, actually one of the sources that we were talking about in my class was Wall Street Journal. And it's been one of the most steady, Mm -hmm. successful news outlets because it takes things from all different angles. Like you were saying, when you look at situations or, you know, cases, looking at it from different angles and putting yourself in all those different shoes. Yeah. Um, Just get get the facts. I do listen to a uh, Wall Street Journal podcast yeah. um, every morning. They, there's two that come out every day. Yeah. And um, they're about 13, 14 minutes each. Mm-hmm. And it just tells you straight up, okay, here's what happened. Yeah. And it doesn't tell you, like, it, there's nothing that's, like, can, trying to convince you or trying to convey you. It's here are the facts. If you want more, go listen to more. Go read more. But uh, here it is. Formulate your own opinion on it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a matter of taking the time to do so. So like, yeah. My mom always says people make time for what they want. Like you have to make time to like dig deeper, which I think some of us might lack. But it only takes, like you said, fourteen minutes. Listen to something. Yeah. Make your determination about it. Dig deeper. You know. Yeah. yeah. And I think the wor- the absolute worst thing that you can do now, is just follow news via Twitter. Oh my yeah. goodness. When people say the they issue. get their news from Twitter, I literally yeah. cringe. Like, Well, the issue is that even that phrase, follow news, we should be engaging with the news. Yes. We should be talking about the news. We should not be following it because that, that I mean, even the term, what that 
connotes is like not true, you know. Yeah. Um, but that brings me to the question of routines because if we put it in our routine to listen mm-hmm. to news twice a day like you do, Sam, like Wall Street Journal, what kind of routines hold yourself accountable? Do you like implement in your daily life that help like the self care little routines? Yeah. So for me, um, my religion is really big for me. So I carve out 30 minutes. I wake up at 6.30 almost every morning. I carve out 30 minutes of like, I'm going to read my Bible to keep me grounded. Um, I'm going to pray or listen to music or whatever or meditate. Um, that's something that keeps me grounded always just because I feel like I follow the Bible and it lets me know like what I need to do throughout the day. Um, that's a big routine for me. And then when I'm walking to and from class, I listen to podcasts. I'm always on the move, so I always try to make sure that I'm still keeping up with what's going on and also listening to some podcasts that uplift me by just using the time that I'm taking to walk to listen to it. Um, and then I am trying to start the routine of self-care. Like, it's super yeah. important. I have been, um, unfortunately, in some dark places over my life, like dealing with seasonal depression and things like that. So being intentional is really important. Like, if you have nothing in you to pour out, if it's empty, like, Mm -hmm. you can't continue to give to your classes and, you know, your orgs or whatever. So I try to do those three things for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the the podcast is – that's something that a lot of us, I think, have adopted into Mm -hmm. our routines because we do walk so much – coastal being a walking campus um but also in the mornings i read a book and actually talked about this in a couple of interviews um good miracle morning and it talks about that first hour of your day how you spend it is what you're going to think about for the rest it's going to be your default setting for the rest of the day so if you do you know in the first 30 minutes you meditate or you know read your bible which i i mean i'm a preacher's kid so i can relate to that um like you're going to think back to that. You're going to think back to that worship song or you're going to think back to that cool quote that you read mm-hmm. on your vision board or, you know, whatever it is. And so I think that's key. And yeah. it's not only the routines, it's when you implement the routines. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to mention was if you walk into my room, I'm a big art geek. Like I love mm-hmm. different types of art. So I have a piece that I purchased like on my wall, but I have sticky notes all around it with quotes, Bible verses, things that keep me uplifted. Mm-hmm. Where if I'm like inspired by something that day I write it down I add it to the sticky note um that way I can constantly see it when I'm in my room it's it's getting bigger every day it probably takes up like the wall that's in this office right now um but it is really something that keeps me like grounded Mm -hmm. I keep looking at it so that's another thing no I I think that's a good routine and like when you said uh when you said your self-care sticks Mm -hmm. what 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 is that (laughs) okay yeah so they're like you all have seen like popsicle sticks yeah 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 but these are like giant popsicle sticks that are like different colors so extra care (laughs) yeah extra care so um I write like maybe declutter this week or take yourself out to lunch or read a book. Like I write them on the sticky on the popsicle stick. I put them in a little mason jar. Okay. And every Sunday I pick up the stick, and like whatever stick I get is what I have to do. And then so from Sunday uh, to Sunday, I have to make sure at some point during that week that I did that self care. Um, love it. Yeah, thing. So that's, that's awesome. a really good idea. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And I I'm a huge skincare geek. Mm-hmm. If you ask, actually. If people ask me what I got for Christmas, I'm basically like, well, like skincare products and like beauty products because yeah. I, I just think it's so neat. 
um, just what we can do to take care of ourselves. But at the same time, I struggle to find time to put lotion on my legs, you know? So they're like these simple things that are like, they just get lost in the shuffle because it's that one more thing. And I think analyzing and being aware of that one more thing that pushes you over the limit or like causes you not to be able to do something like for yourself, those sticks are the perfect filler for that too. Um, and also, um, things aside from, you know, just like decluttering or like reading a book that isn't classwork Mm -hmm. or going on a walk and, you know, with a friend or talking about something that you've been putting off. Cause a lot of times we just put off thinking about things and don't even realize it. I love yoga for that, which is great release of everything (laughs) needed. Another self-care thing that I suggest is journaling. So, like, when I first, someone handed me a notebook one day. They were like, do you write? And I was like, no. But I took it anyway because it was a cute notebook. Um, But I was like, what am I supposed to say? Like, dear diary. But when I actually started, like, writing out my day, like, that's a great self-care thing for me. If I'm, I try to carry it with me sometimes. But um, I journal. I do the gratitude journal. Like, so... I found that when you write something every day that you're thankful for, it helps you forget about the bad stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there's something to be thankful for in each day to keep you motivated and positive. So, uh, I try to do those things for sure. But if you have something on your mind or you just feel yeah. like there's something silly in your head you want to get out, you don't want to tell anybody, write that thing down. Yeah. I've gone back and been like, this is really embarrassing. Don't ever go What back. were you on? <laughs> but, like, don't go back because you'll cringe at yourself. Um, but it's helpful in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went back to like 10, no, not 10. Yeah, like 10 months ago and read something and I was like, you were going through it. Like, this is were. terrible. <laughs> I mean, that is the, the beauty of evolving. Yeah. But I feel I, I don't normally go back and read mm-hmm. the, the little journal entries just because it's like, it's a little cringe moment mm-hmm. because it's vulnerable when yeah. you journal. It's very vulnerable. Um, and another thing it makes me think of um, I love to journal. I'm an English major. I write all the time, you know, read all the time. But I also love Pinterest. And when you talked about, you know, your your wall and your art, mm-hmm. I love to pin things. I'm a pinning queen. And I think that's really good for routines and visions as well because you can click on that wherever you are on your phone and you can see, okay, you can be reminded of things that, you know, really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, do you use Pinterest? I use it to, like, come up with ideas. I don't mm-hmm. pin like you. I'm not really that tech savvy sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I just look up different things and get inspiration from it. So yeah. get Pinterest, everyone. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. If only if we were sponsored by... Uh, oh, yeah, the, Pinterest, sponsor us. Yeah, sponsor us one day. Um, <laughs> no, but that's cool. It's like you're talking about the art and the self-care and maybe listening to things. I've I've noticed over time that... Um, especially talking with Miss Cummings, is that there's certain energies that attract you, right? Mm-hmm. So even the even coming into the podcast room, like where we're, where we're sitting now, it's, you know, there's a carpet, there's a nice, like, yellowish relaxing wall, and there's a nice, we just, we don't have the overhead lights on, but we have a good lamp on, and so things like that, you come in and the setting attracts you just to kind of calm down and relax. So finding that artwork that you can look at or, you know, when you're really craving just listening to that one song or mm-hmm. smelling that certain smell, um, your senses attract a certain type of energy, right? Yeah. That eventually will take care of you. 
And another thing, I literally just watched a TED Talk on this. I'm a huge, like, TED Talk junkie. Um, making your bed up every day. Oh, it's yeah. such a small thing, but it's like, even if you're having a bad day, you come home and you're like, well, I made my bed up today, and it's neat. And so that's another thing. Like, it's the small things. You don't have to, if you're not into art or into these different things, just make your bed up, and your day might get a little smidge better. Yeah, but your bed's so much more comfy when it's made. Yeah, it is. come home to a clean bed. Oh, oh yeah, yes. it is. There's nothing like that. Yeah, nothing. Because it just makes you feel put together. I always tell people if you go in my room, it's a representation of my life. So if my bed's not made and everything's all over the place, I'm not taking care of myself. If yeah. my bed's made and everything's neat and color coded, then it's a good week. Yes, so. that's interesting. Yeah, I could I could probably say the same, but I never thought of that. So I pre I appreciate that. Yeah. I just learned that. Yeah. Um, so little spinoff question, um, when it comes to self-care, one of the things I do is listen to music Mm -hmm. because I commute to school and so I have 30 minutes to and from, and most of the time I talk to my brother, um, cause we'll ride together, but, um, sometimes we listen to podcasts and it's like a treat to listen to music, you know, like in the day, what kind of music do you listen to or do you find like fires you up? Oh, I'm a huge music junkie too. I'm like an artist on the inside. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can only all. yeah, like unfortunately I can are. draw stick figures. I don't have the that kind of art, <laughs> but music stuff like that. So I really love neo soul, like the neo-soul? yeah. So Daniel Caesar, okay, um, Snow Allegra, really okay. love them. Snow Allegra is like my number one. I play her album from start to finish every day for like a month, um, and they're positive things, and they don't have. Like, I listen to rap sometimes, but sometimes it can be, like, really negative. And so Neo Soul, to me, seems it's more positive and puts me in a nice little chill vibe. Yeah, a little vibe. Um, I mostly listen to that. I actually listen to Afrobeats to get fired up sometimes. So, like, if I'm cleaning my room, it's like a little dancing vibe. Okay. Um, So, yeah, Neo Soul, R&B, a little hip-hop. I love jazz. What? I love jazz. Really? Yes. If you listen to jazz while you're doing your homework or something, it opens your mind up. It's relaxing. If I'm having trouble sleeping, put some jazz on. Mm. And then it puts you to sleep? Yeah, but it's just a vibe. (laughs) It relaxes you. Yeah. Um, Don't ask me the artists, but I just like play the playlist and listen to whatever's on there. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. I I don't knock anything until I try it. Now, rock, rock and heavy metal and stuff, not my thing. But no, yeah. I like classic rock and roll. Old time rock. Really? And roll. I love old Pour time some rock. Sugar on me. Oh, I, don't know. I could jam out. But if you want to hear like a new version of old time rock and roll, you gotta look at uh, this band called Greta Van oh, Fleet. Yes. Okay. It's called Greta oh, Van Fleet. Oh, my goodness. They are You're the one. Awesome. So good. They are so awesome. So good. I want y'all. Have y'all listened to the Teskey Brothers? No. no. You might like them. Teskey they have like an old vibe. Um, not really rock and roll, but it's like neo soul mixed with like, I don't know, country a little bit, I think. Oh, I like country. Yeah. I like most stuff, but I will say I have to be in the mood for rap and Mm -hmm. I don't have a, I'm not like a part, I'm not like against rap or anything because it's such a part of our our culture now and I respect that, but I do feel like sometimes I listen to it and I feel a little bit, uh, like degraded yeah, <laughs> as a I woman <laughs> and so i i will talk about that sometimes and i'm like i love the beats mm-hmm. but if i'm listening to a song i mean and even like my brother knows like some songs i'm like i'm i can't listen to that like yeah. without feeling like the heebie-jeebies on the inside you know yeah. so he like their parts he'll like turn down on the radio mm-hmm. and then he'll turn it back up but 
I love rap, but there are moments where I'm, I, I just won't listen to it. Because like we said, and coming back to the, like, what you consume is what you think about. Yeah. And I don't really want to think about that sometimes. And yeah. I don't have to, you know? And it's like, rap is an art. Why does it have to be degrading to women for it to be listened to? Like, yeah. if you listen to majority songs, they're not really saying anything positive about women at all. Yeah. Um, or it's violent or whatever. Like, if you can rap... And spit, that's perfect. That is But, like, you don't too. have to break down someone else to do it. Yeah. And that's why I don't, I really don't try to listen to it that much. Yeah. Like, I probably can't tell you some of the latest songs right now. Yeah. Um, and then I don't really watch the music videos either because oh, they're yeah. even more degrading than the music sometimes. Yes. But I agree with you. Like, I yeah. feel like if you say that you care about something, your life should prove that you care about yeah. it. So if I say that I care about uplifting women and I listen to rap music, Uh that's, like, completely contradicting what you say you believe. So do you really care about it, or are you just saying it? And and to that point where it's, like, a lot of these rappers have come come from a lot of hardship, and they talk about, like, in interviews, like, oh, well, I mean, I want these kids Mm -hmm. to come out of, come into prosperity as well and not Mm -hmm. live a life like that. But what they're promoting in their music is selling drugs, Mm -hmm. selling guns, the, the violence, the talking and that's why I really like I mean a rapper that I like is Kid Cudi I love Kid Cudi I love Kid Cudi, love Kid Cudi. and Kid- he doesn't do the he doesn't talk about you know the mm-hmm. yeah. the drugs and the girls and the money and stuff like yeah. that he just I mean like he'll he'll speak on marijuana but mm-hmm. I mean it's almost a it's legal, it's legal so but some states, yeah. yeah but I'm just saying it's you know he doesn't speak on that and that's a true form of art that Art rap yeah. as well. I like Kid Cudi, Kendrick Lamar. Hell yeah. And J. Cole. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm actually like trying to go to Dreamville Fest. and all, I love Ooh. J. Cole so much. Um, I think he's changed over time. Yeah. Like his music did kind of start off a little bit on the wave. It depends. Yeah. But I think him, Kendrick Lamar, Kid Cudi, like you actually can learn something from their yeah. raps. So Agreed. If I listen to anybody, it's them. Yeah, I love that. I, we've covered some ground. Yeah. I, thank you so much for being on. I've been taking notes because I want to remember some of these things mm-hmm. and look up some of these things. So I'm going to give us a little recap um, before we sign off for whoa, this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We haven't touched on a big thing, though. we got to get into conspiracy. Oh, we need to get into conspiracy okay. with her. All right. So give, spit to me your biggest conspiracy. Just shoot it. Okay, I'm just going to spit top three. All right. All right. Tupac is still alive. <laughs> okay. There is a cure for cancer. Oh, okay. And we did not land on the moon when we said we did. All right. Give me, I mean. Oh, my God. I want to know about cancer. Yeah. What's okay. The quick thing about the cancer thing. All right. So, you know how much money people make Absolutely. from the American Cancer Association or, like, people make so much money looking for a cure with the walks every year. It's such a big thing. Um, but I genuinely think with all the science and technology we have, if you're rich enough you probably have a cure. Um, there have been some stars here and there that die from cancer, but I feel like it's very few. Like, most most stars that actually have had cancer survived versus, like, the common man. Like, they don't have the money um, or the resources they don't really know. So they're like, get money for the cure for cancer. It's really a business. It's a business. It really a yeah, business. but is there is there, like, a person that, I don't know too much about this, that mm-hmm. found a cure and just got, like, you know, dropped? You know, I have, I can't remember if it's specifically for cancer, but there have been doctors that have had like different cures and different theories and they have died. Just mysterious. Just, you know, they just end up dying. So I definitely feel like 
you're trying to stop their money, so they're just going to figure out how to get rid of you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's sad, but that's how I think about money, it. A lot of times you can find the answers. Yeah. Yeah. And then the moon thing, I mean, I can I can understand the moon one. Yeah. I never doubted that until this past year. I, mean, I never yeah. even thought that it wouldn't be true. If you look at the photo, the flag is waving. So if you're on the moon, there's no gravity, there's no air. Why would it be like why would it yeah. be flying? I'm not saying we never went on the moon. I'm just saying we faked it when we said we went. Mm-hmm. But um, was there was, wasn't there a a pole at the top as well to hold that hold the flag upright? But why would but if why would it fly what horizontally? It should just like fall if you think No, 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 that's what I'm saying though. There was a pole going vertical and then one running across the top. Could that mm-hmm. be could that be a I know that the photo, I believe the photo got photoshopped eventually, but the original photo, I don't remember seeing a pool. Mm-mm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So it just goes back into, like, what you're being fed. Just like Tupac, like. Tupac's in Cuba. He's just chilling, was, right? You were saying something about this the other day. What yes. was it about, like, okay. his name and what so, he does? Yeah. With? Mac- he used Mac- to call Mac- himself Machiavelli, yeah. which is a yep. king that faked his own death. Yep. And so I just believe, like, he had a closed casket funeral. Like, with all the violence and things that were going on around him, I genuinely feel like he planned his own death and got away and went to Cuba. Like, like with the whole, with Suge Knight and everybody. Yeah, and if you listen to some music, like, there's still some music now that has Tupac on it or that time that they had a hologram or, I don't know. Hol- oh, yeah, at yeah, the Super Bowl. Of Tupac, which there which is so technology, strange. but I genuinely just feel like... Tupac is still making money in Cuba. Like, Cuba. Why did he have a closed casket funeral? Biggie's definitely dead. Biggie had an open casket funeral, but I yeah. just don't believe Tupac's dead. That Biggie's the probably as as far as rap goes, be like really changed the you know the East Coast mm-hmm. game of rap. He's he's yeah. unreal, but I mean that's he created the whole that whole movement of mm-hmm. you know like hard rap. But no, that's I mean that's interesting. Yeah, it definitely yeah. makes you question. And like I said, it may not be right, but just thinking outside the box on what you're being fed is just the biggest thing. Didn't you also say that dinosaurs aren't real? Dinosaurs are not real in my mind. Oh, my So let me explain really quickly. (laughs) So we have reptiles, right? Like there's Komodo dragons. They're huge reptiles. But I truly don't believe that the vision of a dinosaur that we have in our brains, like the humongous T-Rexes, are real. I think we had reptiles that kind of evolved over time. But there's no way you can dig that deep into the earth. Get a bone, place bones together, and the bones didn't disintegrate. And then how do we have... There's no photos or anything of what dinosaurs look like. Mm-hmm. So they're creating in their minds what a dinosaur looks like for us. And it makes money. Like, you have the Smithsonian. People go to see a big T-Rex in the Smithsonian. It's also a business. But dinosaurs, no. Reptiles that maybe were big and, like, transformed, yes. But a huge T-Rex, it's like... How did you come up with that? Yeah, I don't know if I, I... I agreed with the first three. I don't know, though. That that seems a little... But I I don't want to believe in conspiracies, though. Like, I'm not that type of person where... It's like people are like, oh, you're you're overanalyzing. Mm. And I'm not overanalyzing. I seriously do not want to believe that we could be, like, duped like this. I don't want, you know, like... Yeah, I, I feel the same. I want to believe the best of it. Well, let me say this. It's a group full of, the world is so big and America is so big that people are, the people themselves are supposed to have the power, right? But government has, like, if we wanted to make certain changes, we could as the people. So I really feel like when you have all these people thinking in one mindset, it's much easier to control them 
and keep them from like overthrowing what you have going on because it's such a mass amount. Like people that are in charge, it's a small percentage. People that are like everyone else is the masses. And when we all believe the same stories, it kind of unifies us and keeps us kind of in check, I think. Mm-hmm. It's the big brother. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. What book is that? 19, 1843, 18? I'm not sure. Something. Not sure. Oh, man. It's about big brother. We read it in high school. Oh, I never I'll add that to my list for sure. You need, to keep, you need to look at it. It's just the government takes control of everything. I mean, you can see it with your phones. Like, I could be talking about something, and then I look on Instagram, and an ad comes up for what oh, I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. Algorithms. Like, yeah. So. It's the algorithms, man. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. No, but at this point, you might as well just, just leave it alone. I mean, AI is constantly evolving where it's, I think we're playing with something that we... I think we're playing with fire when we really shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's it's a race to get to the highest functioning AI system. But, I mean, so high functioning that it's it could turn into, you know, a, a robot world. They're not even yeah. a robot world where it's people are mingling amongst mm-hmm. robots. Mm-hmm. And it's scary to think, but... I think we're already in too deep. Yeah. But I, last thing I want to say, I think technology is great, but I think technology has evolved over time and it helps us with certain things, but it also handicaps us. Oh, so yeah. So you just have to think about, like, what is having this AI going to do? It can, we have to keep it in check. Yeah. yeah. It's a tool or an enemy. You yeah. choose. And yeah. I think AI is going to choose for us. Yeah. And that's the scary part. Yeah. And I don't want to end out, and no, 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 that'll make people think. I think. Like Ali said, AI could be a tool or an enemy, but I think it will evolve so fastly that AI will choose if it will be a tool or an enemy for humans. Yeah. If you want to think about this concept more that Sam is proposing, you can watch the movie Her because it will definitely make you think about AI in a way that you have never thought about it and scare you a little bit and make you treat your phone a little bit differently um, and your computer um, so definitely everyone check that out um, if you're interested in AI more. Um, but thank you again, yeah, thank y'all for having Anaya. Um, and some of my favorite things that we talked about and some things that I'll definitely be putting in the description um, are just your passion for social justice, which is so needed in this time and all the time, and just uplifting women in general. Um, and then also just being intentional with routines and self-care Um, and how you start things, and how you finish things, and how you involve yourself in things. Um, And then also just knowing the sources and doing research. Sometimes it takes a little extra time, but it's definitely worth it. Um, And then also power within words. Sam, you touched on this a little bit, and I read a quote recently that said, um, words have roots and words have have legs. Words have roots, words have legs. It's kind of a tongue twister, but... Um, And I think that's so true, especially in our world today, with words moving so fast around social media. Um, And then also just um, keeping close to a vision board or journaling um, and music that really pumps you up. So um, those are definitely things that I will reflect on um, as we move into the new semester, which we are finishing our first week of. And I think we're all ready for our long weekend. So thank you. Uh, for Martin Luther King Day on Monday. We appreciate this. We love you um, for more reasons than one. But um, thank you again, and we will see you all soon. Thank you very much, Anaya. Thanks, y'all.